You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wood. And I'm Jennifer Connor. From Equestrian Businesswomen, and you're listening to Equestrian B2B, the podcast that brings together industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and equestrians for conversations about how they build and sustain a successful business. On today's show, we are joined by Michelle Block of Ink Horse Publishing as we give a full recap of the Equestrian Businesswomen Networking Brunch at Wellington International on January 21st. We chat about the amazing keynote speaker, Joey Wolfer, panelists Lori Bernbach, Sue Vanderlinden, and Lena Licata, as well as the networking engagement and atmosphere of the day. We're talking about the 2024 EQBW Networking Brunch in Wellington. Uh, we're recording this five days after the event, and I think we're all still kind of swirling around all the ideas and um and everything that happened that day and what can come out of it. And it was just another fantastic event. And we keep meeting all of these new people um, at each one, which is really cool. And then we see like familiar faces as well. Um, But I thought, you know, it exceeded my expectations for the day. Yeah, it was amazing. Everything, uh, atmosphere, location, the energy of everybody was really, really great. And we were so fortunate to have Michelle come along and help us with everything. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was so fun to be there. See everybody's face as they walked in the door. They all seemed just excited to be there. Just even standing in line, checking in, everybody was just really positive and excited and willing to talk to everybody. It was great. Mm-hmm. There's such a there was such a buzz, like just starting out. It was awesome, and then to see everybody who made posts on social media afterwards was pretty cool. Like their, you know, experience the day with us at Equestrian Business Women. It made me feel so proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. I'm still riding the high. I'm still jacked up five days later. <laughs> I still feel the same way. I, I like. I can't. I can't even like catch up to get all my emails out to the people who I met and uh, just ideas kind of swirling in my head from the whole thing. So uh, that says a lot, I think five days later, (laughs) you know? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, I think looking at the day we lucked out with the weather, it Mm. was beautiful and it wasn't too hot, which is nice. Perfect. Because last year in March, we had it in March and it was warm and yeah. those tents get hot. And then when you crank on that air conditioning, <laughs> you can't hear anybody. You can't hear yeah. anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think January is the perfect time for it. And, um, yeah, it was beautiful. And we, you know, I think really set the schedule for it well. Um, I really liked how we formatted the day um, and started with a little networking questions and getting people to kind of um, interact and, but it wasn't right away. So, cause you know, sometimes people trickle in or they're late or they have other things going on. Um, I think that worked out really well because people already had started talking to one another at the tables. And I felt like when you 
did ask some of the questions, people were already comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the ideas flowed a little bit easier because of that. So I think that worked out really well. Yeah, was me that, too. Was that also because of the mimosas that we heard? <laughs> <laughs> and that the, might have had something Bloody, to do with it. And the Bloody Marys. <laughs> I know that that made me much more comfortable up on stage in front of everybody. <laughs> And I know I learned something about myself that I love being on stage in front of everybody. (laughs) Yeah. um, And I also think that we did ourselves a favor by extending the day. We ended at 1 p.m. last year and 3 p.m. this year. And we didn't need all of that time but I think you know because by about 2 30 we were pretty much wrapped up but throughout the day I think it was nice to just have those breathers in between people could talk or they could get food or go for a walk or something in between um so I think that really helped I felt much less rushed uh, throughout the day and that I could enjoy it a little more. Yeah, I felt the same way. And I think that starting out with that networking exercise really broke down a lot of barriers and really got people thinking. And the I, re- I remember afterwards when we were kind of having a little bit of a debrief at dinner, the three of us, uh, you guys saying that after we asked the first question and everybody like the entire mood shifted where everybody kind of like light bulbs went off and then everybody was so interactive and so willing to share, you know, everything. And I mean, we had to cut people off going around the room in part of it. And that was amazing to me because so many times you go to conferences and nobody wants to raise their hand. Nobody wants to say anything. I mean, I get it. Uh, When we go around the room at, at DECRA, at our national sales meeting and they want you to say your name like you can't imagine the number of people who forget their name or where (laughs) where their territory is because it's terrifying to speak in front of group but I think that we have it's not so big that it's super intimidating but also the the way that we were able to get these women to engage was amazing I agree I agree too you could I thought standing on that stage, we asked the first question, people were skeptical, they talked about it, and then we explained the question. And I could like physically feel people coming to a realization and understanding why we asked that question and how it could help. It was I've never felt anything like it. It was very odd. <laughs> well, see, I was the one that was telling the it, the explanation so i didn't see that because i was more wrapped up in like being funny and telling it so i'm so glad that you guys saw that and were able to describe it to me because i in a way i could feel it physically but i didn't see it on people like the energy shift i could feel but i wasn't really paying attention to like the expression on people's face so that's mm-hmm. really cool yeah no it was pretty incredible i was walking around with the camera taking candids and I actually had the long lens on. So I was getting some really nice close-ups of people interacting and it was pretty amazing as you were telling, you know, the why behind the question, like the, the smiles, the, 
the aha moment on their yes. faces and and suddenly just like shaking their heads and and like you said like there was a complete energy shift in the room and from that point on i felt like anything you wanted to do with people they trusted you right mm-hmm. so like the I following like questions they really they trusted where you were leading them and mm-hmm. that that was really cool to feel yeah and i i felt like after that like you said, when people were standing up and and talking about themselves or introducing themselves and what they do, that really made people want to do it. And Mm -hmm. everyone was so engaged, which I think we have a lot of engagement at these events, but this one I felt the most out of anyone that we've done. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, if you had just asked everybody to go around the room and say their name and what they did, we would have not had nearly as good of a reaction as mm-hmm. we did in the way that we did it. Definitely. Okay. And then we had to cut it off because then our keynote speaker, Joey Wolfer came in and we just, we wanted to get her on and get her going and hear what she had to say, which was in- amazing. Yeah. It was funny. Cause, um, you know, she, we had planned for her to start around 10 30, 11 o'clock um, earlier in the week. And the day before, she texted me. She's like, they moved the start time of my class because she's showing in the amateur jumpers at WEF. Um, <laughs> they moved it back an hour. And I was like, well, if nothing, you know, I'm usually pretty flexible. So we, move things around and I'm glad we did. We moved the networking questions first um, and then moved Joey later. But when we were having that kind of break in between um, the networking questions, I looked out in the ring and she was (laughs) galloping down to the jump. (laughs) I was like, okay, this is cool because it's just something you don't, experience i think when you go to other conferences and things seeing people do the one that you know one of the things that they're amazing at and um that they're passionate for and then they come into you and talk to you about it uh was nothing cool. nothing says uh equestrian businesswoman like your keynote speaker galloping around before coming in to speak it's great <laughs> and then it coming in in her riding clothes yeah <laughs> right <laughs> which was even more amazing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I like to say that those are the most expensive clothes most of us own, anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have always admired Joey and um, and what she's done and the way she's built her companies. Um, you know, we talked in 2019 about her coming to the summit, and it just didn't work out at that time. And we kind of on a whim reached out to her because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a few other people we had talked to about being the keynote had fallen through. Um, and she said yes right away. And I was so excited because I just, I think she's a cool person. Um, and she definitely lived up to what I was hoping for when she gave her keynote. 
I was fangirling. I'm not going to lie. When you were like, hey, we're going to get it on a call with Joey Wolfer. I was like, oh, my God. I have to pull myself together because, really, like, I'm going to say something stupid. <laughs> but I have to say that one of my favorite things, and somebody else had mentioned that they had um, been out to her the winery and whatnot on Long Island. Um, one of my favorite things to do in the summer is I go out to the Hampton Classic with one of my friends and we work the show and, and the area and we will always spend a little time sitting out at the farm stand with the wine and the cheese and just relaxing. And it's so great. So if you haven't done that, you should definitely try for that. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been to the Hamptons before, believe it or not. What? what? <laughs> I know. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. It's just never been on my calendar. And I don't go up to New York unless I'm going to a horse show. And, and I'm busy at that horse show. We well, need I, to make that happen. I yeah. Know. Also, I've been to her store in the Hamptons, too. Like, Ooh, I want yeah. to see that. Yeah, it was yeah. super cool. I was like fangirling in there and she wasn't even there. <laughs> I remember when she had her style liner truck um, or trailer that was at WEF uh, when I was pregnant with Finley, uh, my first my first kid. And I went and bought a little onesie at it that had like Led Zeppelin on it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and I got it from her fan it was really cool and i kept it <laughs> i didn't keep all my baby clothes but i kept that one um but yeah i think she you know started talking about her kind of early career in fashion and how difficult it was for her because uh i guess the corporate structure that she worked in and I liked being able to hear, you know, her journey from that. And, um, and then she talked about, you know, the family tragedy of her father dying. And that's why she and her brother took over everything, the Wolfer estates in the stables and the, and the vineyard and, um, and that business. <clears throat> and she was just so, honest and real and sincere about everything which is what you want from somebody talking to you um and she like you said michelle earlier she walks the walk and she talks the talk right exactly exactly like she you know she she talks about how important authenticity is and there she is being <laughs> authentic i mean telling us how she felt after her father passed and mm -hmm. and what his business has meant to her uh, i just that really that hit for me me too yeah. and and how like real and raw she was about her emotions and blocking yes. them and then then them coming out and how she dealt with that I, you know that was really great that she could just open up and share that with everybody in the room and so many other things that she shared in the room i think at one point she said we're mostly women in here so we can talk about this <laughs> and i like that and i think at the end the most impactful part of the entire speech is saying never ask for anyone's permission mm -hmm. yes 
That was a great line. Yeah. I, uh, what also stood out to me is <laughs> when she said, um, I'm an Aries and I'm six feet tall. So I can <laughs> convince people of my, of my position. Um, that was great. And, you know, a lot of times people can kind of spout platitudes and not have anything behind them or any reason why they believe those things. And that's what I think she did so well is she said, this is what I believe and this is why I believe it. And this is what I went through to make me believe it. She really had all of those experiences that she shared um, throughout her career to say, this is why um, authenticity is important to me or this is why I believe that you can't skip steps, that you have to work from the bottom. And she did that. You know, she she worked in a very challenging fashion industry in New York City and, you know, was treated like crap and had to yep. go through that and, and work her way up. Um, and I think, you know, some people will think she was handed a, a profitable profitable business and I don't see that at all you know I, I see uh she was only 26 when her father passed away and she had to step into this role and whether you know can we just can we just stop for a hot sec here yeah yeah 26 yeah 26, 26. Like, what was I doing at 26? Not, Me, not much. Not that. <laughs> Being a yeah. punk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, that is, that is so impressive that she was able to step up and make that decision to take on that challenge. That's yeah. huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, was, I was mucking stalls at 26. <laughs> so, yeah. That's amazing. I, yeah. I was only a few years out of mucking stalls, for sure. And was like starting at the bottom of a of a you know PR marketing company, learning how to write press releases. Um, yeah, I was traveling around covering horse shows, freelance writing, you know, uh, free spirit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and she really had a I think a a huge amount of responsibility put on her shoulders to do that. You know, with her brother and and with the people that were working at the company. Um, and to kind of learn more about that business. And, you know, she gives credit to everybody who's there that in the team that's behind her uh, and, you know, going into, she said the beverage industry is a, is still a male dominated industry and having to, you know, be able to stand by her opinions and her decisions no matter what people are saying to her. Yeah. I really liked the point about not skipping steps. And I think there were some questions related to that afterwards, which was amazing that so many people had so many great questions. There was that one. And the other one that struck me was when one of the ladies asked about riding and overcoming a fear and Joey was just very authentic about it, saying how, like, they didn't see her two days before crying mm -hmm. from doing something wrong. And just, 
keep pursuing it and kind of break it down into to smaller steps. And it was just interesting that she answered such in such great and caring ways. When yes. she touched on imposter syndrome, too, I felt the same way because I think I'm not going to say everyone feels that, but I in in my circle, I certainly have talked to a lot of people who have felt that and it just normalized it to hear her talking about it and all that she's accomplished. Right. And to hear her be honest about that, about feeling that in the ring. Right. And feeling it in the boardroom or wherever, you know, she's she's at with a lot of and she talked about, right, a lot of men in the room and feeling like maybe she didn't belong and having to muster up that that courage to stand up and be true to herself and and know that she really did belong there. Mm. And that was really that was really nice to hear from her. For sure. I I love the part um, where she talked about, you know, she was featured in the New York Times style section, which mm. is huge, huge. huge. Yep. And she was so excited about it and so happy that, you know, it was going to promote her business and, and everything that they do. And somebody said something, you know, just kind of undercutting it and not, and and feeling like the focus was more on her than the company and uh and her reaction to that was really special to hear and how you know it did hurt her but on the other hand she didn't want to diminish that special experience yeah that yeah cool. for sure yeah and i liked how at the end of all of it, she stayed around and talked to people face to face. Yeah. I think people love that. People who might have been a little shy to say something out loud could approach her. She was super approachable. And so I think people got her a lot out of uh, out of her and, and were very inspired by her. Oh, for sure. extremely. I felt that for sure after hearing her talk. And you guys know I love creativity and hearing how people get their ideas. And when she talked about Summer in a Bottle and mm -hmm. how they just were sitting around talking and the idea fell out from a friend of theirs, right? Mm -hmm. Happened to say those words and they decided to put that on the bottle, right? Mm -hmm. Just hearing that process for me was very validating about mm -hmm. how ideas come to us, right? And how we just have to know which ideas to grab when we hear them. And right. they knew that sounded like a good idea. Let's do it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was really special to me to hear that process. That was very cool. Mm. And I will and I will say, having been out there drinking that wine, sitting <laughs> in the Hamptons, it is, it it's exactly how it is. That summer in a bottle is the experience. I love that. <laughs> hey, Equestrian B2B podcast listeners, ready to level up your biz? Ride Every Stride specializes in tailoring brand identities for equestrian businesses. 
From logo development, essential stable accessories, and custom product branding to exclusive awards, VIP event must-haves, and chic apparel, they've got you covered. Visit rideeverystride.com, use code B2B15, that's B2B15, at checkout for an exclusive 15% discount. Elevate your brand with Ride Every Stride, supporting women in business and equestrian excellence. After she was all done talking to everybody, we had another little break and it was nice to take a breather there and digest what she said before we moved on to a really incredible panel of ladies. Yeah, um, I think leading up to this, you know, over the past few months, I think I've had like five other people that were supposed to be on the panel that for some reason or another just didn't work out. They yep. got sick or they couldn't travel or plans changed. And it was a little um, panicky <laughs> on my part of like being like, ah, well, on soup didn't make it right. I mean, we had yeah. that storm through, you know, yeah, uh, it, it was almost two people on a panel. <laughs> I know <laughs> we were a little panicked up. Till I was gonna like pull somebody door. out of the crowd yeah. <laughs> at 10 a.m. We're like, <laughs> yeah, she flew in from DC at 7 a.m. Uh, was her flight out of DC and she made it to Florida, which was awesome because, um, you know, we've talked to her so much and we had her. Uh, a nice discussion with her in Saratoga, but I really wanted people to hear what she had to say. And um, she, you know, her, her very straightforward way of telling people like, you need to think about this. You need to plan for this in your financial planning um, and be prepared. Uh, I, you know, she has her, her saying of plan A, plan B, and her oh crap plan, um, <laughs> which I thought she related really well to the sport of eventing. It made total yeah. sense. It was she put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that she makes it so relatable. And so then I think when people can relate like that, it breaks down the barrier of wanting to talk about finance. Mm -hmm. She makes it interesting. Yeah. And I wish I had met her when I was 26. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Same. <laughs> exactly. And then, of course, we had Lori Birnbach on again because she's just so amazing in talking about branding and marketing mm -hmm. and her ideas. Uh, so she once again gave great tips. And I love I always love when she talks about the Tommy Bahama brand because it just I think it's a brand that people know. And it just puts such an image in my head when she talks about who Tommy Bahama is. And I think it's so descriptive that other people can get that too. Yeah, I was really yeah. happy to hear her because I wasn't I wasn't there, you know, at WEF last year for the event. I couldn't make it. So uh, I was pretty excited to hear her her talk, you know. And yeah, and I still feel to like say. most people don't know that story about Tommy Bahama and um, don't know where the name came from or what the brand means right. or anything like that. So I loved uh, for people to be able to hear that again. And she's just another person that can come up with so many different examples to easily explain what she's trying to get across. Um, She's never just kind of 
throwing words out there. She's <laughs> making it so easy to understand. Um, and even in like random questions, you know, we had a big Q&A afterwards and people were asking her questions and she could like just come up with yeah. examples on the fly of um, of how to explain something. So it's just so valuable to have people like that with so much experience and um, and knowledge that they can impart with everyone. And that she's so involved in the sport itself that she looks at it at all levels, which I like. So she can give you examples from being a riding instructor in branding all the way up to having an app or a corporate branding strategy. So I I like that she's able to be relatable on all levels because I think it's something that in, in certain parts of the industry we don't think enough about, but she can kind of break it down and and then people can take that message back, even if they're not the decision makers on it. They can take those things back to the people in their barn and say, hey, this is what I learned. Because let's face it, most of the women that were at it at the brunch have something to do, ride, amateur riders, some kind of equestrian background. So she can really give great information that can be shared between everybody. Definitely. And then the last speaker was Lena Lakata. And I thought this was such a great topic. And when Jen, you sent that over to me, I was like, yes. And she needs to be on the podcast at some point because this is something nobody talks about. We don't even know about. And it really proved that point during the Q&A because people were asking a lot of very interesting questions. and, And somebody made up the point of saying, like, we didn't even know what to ask when we were going into having our app or having our website or developing things. So I, I love this topic. She made me really think, and I, and it wasn't just about cybersecurity. It's, it relates in terms of like just an app or a website, but also the brick and mortar too, that you're at risk as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, in our industry, um, you know, it's so, close knit. I, I think sometimes we feel like we're insulated from mm-hmm. uh what can really happen. And yeah. I know that most of us have witnessed things that probably shouldn't be done, you know, like credit card numbers on a, you know, three ring binder. That's yes. it, right. Like <laughs> that's not good, people. You know. No. <laughs> and um, and I like that she called out a few things. And I think everybody could relate because they had seen um some bad practices. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, having that information of what you should be asking for and what you should be expecting and mm. You know, that type of thing. I mean, how many times did she call out, you know, the the post-it note with the password on it that's stuck somewhere, obvious, you know, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or even the fact that her own mother has it written down in like a book next to the computer. (laughs) Like, that hurts my heart. (laughs) I was like, oh, I know a mom that does that too. (laughs) I... She was great. I, um, you know, she reached out to us to see, you know, if we would be interested in talking. And I said, yeah, for sure, because um, we haven't spoken about this topic before of cybersecurity. And uh, she was easily able to relate it 
to individuals and small businesses and entrepreneurs, even though she works at a much higher corporate level now, um, she, you know, was able to answer everyone's questions. Um, and what I loved is that, you know, people got, got really into the weeds with her about yes. their situations and, and what happened with them. And, um, she gave like solutions for every thing. Yeah. And when she gave a solution, one of the attendees was like, but how do I find somebody to do that? And she was like, talk to me after and I'll give you people to talk to. Like that is invaluable that it is. somebody could come to the brunch, just expecting to kind of network and be inspired and then have somebody like be able to directly help them with a, with a huge problem that they're having in keeping their business secure. That was really cool to see. Yeah. And I liked that she was so willing to just do that, especially being that she's at such a corporate level and she didn't blow it off. And I think mm -hmm. that she sees the value in helping people get their questions and problems solved. I want yeah, to hear I more from her. You guys definitely need yeah. to have her on the podcast because <laughs> I want I more. She's just that type of person, you know, like if I can help, I will. And, right. you know, she said, somebody said, can you help me with that? And she's like, well, my company doesn't do that, but I know other companies that will, and I'll give them, you know, I'll give you their name and number and you can reach out to them. So it just really solidified exactly what we want and what we try to achieve with equestrian business women. Um, yes. And everybody kind of did that uh, that day. And um, I think you hit the nail on the head with that brunch, like every part of it. And I know this is a little bit of a love fest here, but you guys did such a great job. <laughs> and, and, and every part of it was just incredible from the timing to the lineup um to you know you call it a tent but that space is so not a tent you know yeah, yeah. it's just beautiful and so the, the venue was great the food was great and it was available the entire time food and drink like it just felt like you were in this really great space in all aspects, you know, you were just comfortable around the people. It just, everything lent itself to just meeting people and taking away some great information. So uh, just kudos to you guys for, for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. We, we couldn't do it without your help and we couldn't do Absolutely. it without the help at WEF. Thanks. The yeah. ladies at WEF, the, Patty from catering did an amazing job with the food. We, we just turned that over to her and say, do whatever you think would be great. And she delivers every single time. And Courtney <laughs> with the space and organizing the layout. So we really appreciate working with them. And you're right. That space is perfect because it is, it lends itself to being not too corporate, but also not too casual yeah. And it's surrounded in an environment that we're all super familiar with, with the horses. So I think that kind of brings everybody already coming into it, knowing that they have something in common with the people that are there. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think even the people, you know, we had uh, women who run local businesses in Wellington that have nothing to do with horses and they don't even ride, but they want to meet women in this industry and they want to make connections in this industry. So they were there to do that. And I think they got a lot out of it as well, even if the horse show wasn't their uh, familiar place. Right. But Wellington is right. So they know the vibe of Wellington. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and they think that those type of people value uh, having the equestrians in Wellington for the season, right? Well, so that, also yeah, helps. yeah, for sure. And Connor, it was really funny when you and I were sitting finally eating something, and the woman came in, um, just right off. I'll call it off the street, but off the the walkway, and saw the sign and was like. I, I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, what is this? How can I, how can I be a part of this? And yeah. what she had a small uh, granola, granola business. company. Yeah, yeah. Granola company. And uh, so it was really nice to even have someone like that find this. Right. Yeah. And, and be excited about it, you know? Yeah. Luckily I gave her a card. And so I yeah. told her to reach out because I asked her for hers and she said, I'm on vacation. I didn't even think about business. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a great moment. It really was. It was. It was really fun. <laughs> and and we were so lucky to have sponsors that helped us out with the bags. The swag bags mm-hmm. were so nice. And I also fangirled over that. I love Ride Every Stride. Yeah. I've, I've stalked them two years in Canada when I went to, to the Royal Winter Fair. <laughs> so I had to meet her in person. At the end, she was leaving. I gave her a big hug. <laughs> I love you. So that was that was pretty awesome. And yeah, and the other the other swag, the the chocolates on the tables. Oh my yeah. gosh, those FLM chocolates are just amazing. They're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I want to eat all of them. <laughs> the plated um skin science. I mean, that was I it yeah. was it, and it was just a we didn't know Elisa Laskis or Alyssa Laskis, the um CEO, and she just reached out and said she wanted to donate. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the generosity of people kind of blows me away. Uh Oh, also, and, Joey put in those coupons for mm-hmm. a discount on the wine, which was yep. super nice as well. And yep. we'll be using those for our summer in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and Mars Equestrian has, is supportive every time we do something. Every time. Um, which is really awesome to have. So I think, you know, just overall, it was uh, an incredible day and a really special experience. And I'm glad we were able to, you know, talk about it and, you know, share with people who weren't able to be there what it was like so that maybe they will be able to come in the future. And call us if you want us to come to your area. Because I'm all about because I'm all about expanding across the US. Yeah, Yeah, everybody needs to experience what we experienced last weekend. Definitely. Yeah. So we're going to end our conversation there and wrap up because the three of us have a million projects going on. You can find the links to today's guest and the show notes at www.eqbusinesswomen.com. Equestrian B2B is out twice a month on the 1st and the 15th. 
You can find out more at eqbusinesswomen.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Find Equestrian B2B wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a review. You can have all 20 plus shows of the Horse Radio Network with you wherever you go with their free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Now go be authentic 